Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection, Eulogy Continued. Brother Lawrence's fervor increased as the hour approached for his departure from this world. His faith became more intense, his hope more firm, and his love more ardent. You can judge the intensity of his faith by his frequent exclamations, indicating his particular esteem for this virtue. O faith, O faith, he would exclaim thus expressing a great deal about his excellence in a few words. Penetrated by its grandeur and illumined by its light, he adored God endlessly and explained that this adoration took place naturally in him. He once told a friar he hardly believed any more in the presence of God in his soul because he could already see something of this intimate presence by means of this luminous faith. The firmness of his hope was no less apparent. His courage was so great during this most frightening time that he said to one of his friends who was questioning him on this subject that he feared neither death nor hell nor God's judgments nor all the devil's efforts In fact, Lawrence saw the devil coming and going around his bed, but he mocked him. Hearing these things was so edifying that they continued to question him. They asked him if he knew that it was a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Because no matter who you are, you cannot know for sure if you are worthy of love or hatred. I agree, he said, but I would not want to know for fear of being vain. He was so abandoned that forgetting himself and seeking God alone and the accomplishment of his will, he would say, yes, if it were possible to love God in hell, I wouldn't care if he put me there, for he would be with me, and his presence would turn it into paradise. I have abandoned myself to him so he can do with me as he pleases. If Brother Lawrence so loved God during his life, he did not love him any less at his death. He made continuous acts of love. And when a friar asked him if he loved God with all his heart, he answered, Ah, if I thought that my heart did not love God, I would tear it out right now. His suffering increased visibly. He received the last sacraments joyfully, fully conscious and with all his faculties, up until his last sigh. Although they rarely left him alone for a moment, day or night, and he received all the help he could expect from the kindness of his brothers, they did not afford him some privacy. They did afford him some privacy, so he could take advantage of the last precious moments of life 
to reflect on the great grace God had just given him in the last sacraments. He used these moments wisely to ask God for the final perseverance of his holy love. A friar asked him what he was doing and what he was thinking about. I am doing what I will do for all eternity. I am blessing God. I am praising God. I am adoring him. And I am loving him with my whole heart. Our whole vocation consists in this, brothers, to love and adore God without worrying about anything else. A friar recommended himself to his prayers and pressed him to ask God for the grace of a true spirit of prayer. Lawrence told him that he had to cooperate and to do his part to make himself worthy of it. These were the last sentiments of his heart. The next day, Monday, February 12th, 1691, at nine o'clock in the morning, fully conscious, without agony or convulsions, Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection died in the embrace of the Lord and offered his soul to God with the peace and tranquility of one asleep. His death was like a gentle sleep enabling him to pass from this miserable life to a blessed one. And so if we can conjecture about what follows death from the holy actions that preceded it, we can state that Brother Lawrence left this world laden with good deeds and merit. It's easy to conclude, and it can be rightly assumed, that his death was so precious before God that its reward followed closely. His lot is among the saints, and he now enjoys the vision of glory. His faith was rewarded by clear vision, his hope by possession, and his charity by consummated love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Never this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, mirror of the divine life, pattern of humility, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why does faith give way to vision, hope to possession, but charity to love? In other words, why is it that faith is not the same exact thing as vision and hope, the same thing as possession, but charity leads to more love. Well, this is what St. Paul's talking about in 1 Corinthians 13. 
And so there remains faith, hope, and charity, but the greatest of these is love, charity, divine love. Why is it the greatest? Well, it's the greatest because by it, we are actually united to God in the will. We are one with him. And because love endures. Love endures from this world to the next. It's the same charity. The union we have with God, the friendship we have with God by love begins here and is consummated in heaven. But it's the same love. But faith is a not seeing. Faith is an acceptance of what's invisible, of what can't be seen. And in heaven, we will see God as he is. We will know as we are known. In other words, we will not be walking by faith, by having to accept on the evidence of others, on the testimony of others. No, we will have God himself there. We will be, our minds will be compelled, as it were, to him. There will be no room for having to choose to believe because it will be manifest, completely manifest. And hope, see right now, we don't possess God fully. We hope to be in heaven one day. We hope to live fully the life of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But that's the whole thing. We hope for what we don't yet have. Hope wants God fully. And so in heaven, what we have now is hope becomes possession. Because then we will be with God as completely as possible. But love, it stays itself. Because love is this union with God. Love is this sharing in God's own love of himself, and that endures. So the greatest of these is charity. But why then is Brother Lawrence always talking about faith? Well, because in this life, we cannot have love without faith. Why? Because we can't love what we don't know. The one we love, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the one we love above all, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, we have to accept by faith. We have to surrender to him by faith. We didn't see him. We didn't touch him. We weren't with him. We accept the testimony of others. And even those that did see him and touch him in this world saw and touched his humanity, but they had to believe in his divinity, which they can't see. Faith is always of unseen things, invisible realities. But faith allows us to know God so that then we can love him. And what Brother Lawrence is saying to us is that faith as this absolute acceptance of God as he is in himself, as the kind of foundational contact with God. This faith must be
be at the center of our life and at the center of our prayer. Because if prayer is this living relationship with God, it constantly comes back to faith. It constantly comes back to the acceptance of God, knowing God. And how does faith become so strong that it's as though you are almost in heaven? Well, by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding. These gifts allow the faith to become so strong, so perfect, as though we were almost in heaven. That is, if we persevere, if we keep going. But the most important thing is that we persevere in faith, hope, and love. And if we persevere in faith, hope, and love, then we will one day see God as he is in himself. And we will possess him as much as humanly possible. And our love, which begins here, will be consummated in a joy and a peace that we can scarcely imagine. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.